Hello. Uh, so as you can see, this episode is a month late, and that's for a bunch of reasons. Uh, I moved, and I also launched a Kickstarter on February 15th, and because I was so busy in the weeks leading up to the Kickstarter, I didn't have time to finish editing this episode. Uh, but it's up now, as, as you're listening to it. Um, and if you want to check out the Kickstarter... Uh, it's for a game called Anathema. There will be a link in the show notes to it. It's a first-person immersive sim-inspired roguelike shooter with a faction system that means that NPCs are hostile or friendly depending on your actions and not depending on what whether or not I decide uh, that they should be friendly or, or hostile. I'm working on it with a couple of really good friends. It's really exciting. We're uh, at $7,711 as I record this. So please... Uh, if you if you have the money, please give us throw us throw us a few bucks. Everything helps. Uh, and anyway, on with the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Anime is for Jerks. My name is Cass. I am Alex. And this month we are talking about Devilman Crybaby, directed by Masaki Uasa and produced by Science Saru. Sorry. Alex, did you like the show? So That's the longest pause between me asking that question and you answering that it's ever been. Well well because I was gonna I was gonna say like Masaki Yuasa is almost certainly the best director working in anime today. I think we both agree on that. Yeah. But as if you ask me, like as far as I'm concerned, most of what he's made is bad. <laughs> <laughs> like what I the stuff this I actually like is the first half of Night Is Short and the second half of Ping Pong. <laughs> Everything else, I I. And that's the thing. That's why. That's kind of why I pause. Because, like, if 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 you've listened to previous episodes, specifically the Penguin Highway episode, like I had an extremely <laughs> negative reaction to that these the ones the Masaki Iwasa stuff that I don't like. It's not that. It's more just it does like it it just does nothing for me. Like we like uh, the other day when you were like can we record today uh i had seen four episodes i watched four episodes in one go when i when i started watching the show and then i pretty much just forgot about its existence until you messaged me i was like oh right this is a show that exists (laughs) and i need to finish watching it it just made no impact i will say i understand that more for this show than for anything else that we've watched of 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 uss Mm -hmm. um i liked this show but I recognize that you are correct and it's bad. Um, <laughs> I don't, well, I don't think it's bad per se. Um, I think it's, it's, it's something that I usually hate, which is a dumb show that wants you to think that it's smart. Um, <laughs> it is yeah. that. Um, but also I think it, is good at what it does mostly um and i got i like 
I don't want to say I got a lot out of it because it's not like the Tatami Galaxy. Like I still think about the Tatami Galaxy all the time since watching it. And I'm probably not going to think about this show that much um, after watching it because ultimately I don't think that it had anything particularly interesting or original to say or do. Um, but uh, and part of that, to like in fairness might be because this is an adaptation of a very old yeah. manga which probably also didn't have much interesting to say uh i i wouldn't go so far as to say that about the original the original devil man manga devil mostly, man. mostly just because i don't know and so i'm not i'm not really necessarily comfortable <laughs> in making that assumption I'll, I'll do it for both of us i'll 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 go out on that limb uh, for the team I mean, because I, I kind of don't, like, I don't anticipate that it's, like, a masterpiece or anything like that, but I also don't necessarily think that it's probably bad or that it, it's as boring mm-hmm. as you seem to think it would be. Um, I don't, okay, yeah, I mean, I think you're just sort of projecting backwards your opinions about this show onto something that you haven't experienced, oh, and sure. I don't think that that's fair. Oh. Well, uh, well, well. You know, because one thing about this show is that this show is the only Devilman adaptation that includes the original ending. Um, oh. So while it diverges from the original Devilman in a number of important ways, this is the only one that includes the original ending where, like, all of humanity is destroyed. And other Devilman adaptations have had more optimistic endings. Huh. Um, interesting. Yeah, which is, is, is sort of interesting. But let's, let's talk about what happens in this show. Um, All right. um, so this is a show about uh, a guy named Akira Fudo, um, who is this sort of like scrawny little twink. Uh, he, he's a high school student. Not for long. Not for long. He's a high school student. Uh, he lives with like his, his friend, his friend's family, because his parents are like big time doctors elsewhere. Um, so he lives with his, with his friend's family, and his friend is like a really like popular on social media like runner named like that, that was one thing that I noticed about halfway through is like this show is like a stealth sports anime like it's like it's like <laughs> smuggling in a sports anime underneath like a normal shonen anime like shonen fantasy right. anime it's like it's like secretly like, yeah, also he- a running anime. Like Miki and Miko's whole yeah. subplot is like a little sports show that could have been good. Uh, in okay, I was, I was gonna say in different hands because, uh, like, which which might strike you as weird, given that I actually think Ping Pong is a good show and it is a sports anime by the same director, but uh, Masaki Iwasa has based on a different manga trouble representing women. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I am less troubled by the fact that both Miki and, and Miko die than you probably are just because everybody dies. Right. No, it's not, it's not exactly, it's not that they die. That's not the big, uh, but I don't really understand your problem. Well, we'll get to that. Um, Um, yeah, because like if, if, if they just died and nobody else died that I would see where that's a problem but yeah i like the show basically over the course of the last few episodes kills off every major character in its progression towards everyone being dead right no when i when i when i uh, uh, yeah on on our discord chat I, I i i 
groused about killing off the lesbian. But yeah, that was before I realized that everyone was dying. Uh, I mean, I could, I mean, I think there's something in that, like, her death comes, like, immediately after her, like, quote, unquote, coming out. Um, but I'm not, that's, that's, that's. I mean, frankly, any here. outcome and... that doesn't involve Miki getting together with Akira is good enough for me. Uh, that, yeah, like, yeah, dodged a bullet there. Yeah, it's, they, uh, they threatened, but... they threatened that, but avoided it. <laughs> um. uh, so yeah when I, when I first saw Miki introduced in episode one like my first impression was just the, the raven haired maiden returns yeah no she uh, so she's a character from the original Devilman manga and all these characters are from the original Devilman manga but she does like resemble like I actually uh, like you said that before, like I watched first. the first episode and then you watched four episodes in one go and then spoiled a bunch of stuff for me by writing it in the discord um, oh sorry uh, and then uh, I yeah and then I watched I saw you point out like oh the raven haired maiden and then I watched her be introduced and I was like no 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 no, she's not because when you because when I'd watched the first episode <laughs> I'd watched the first episode when she's introduced and then I watched the second episode after I seen you say that and I was trying to figure out what character you could possibly have meant because none of the characters in the show even have black hair <laughs> <laughs> Except well, Akira. Yeah, no, I like yeah, I mean uh So yeah, I don't I, I refuse I, to acknowledge this 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 position is valid. Uh, I I that doesn't that doesn't connect with anything else I was gonna say. I thought there was a I felt there was a resemblance uh just in the kind of the the in broad strokes with the, some of the character design, but it's it was a throwaway point, really. Yeah, but also I think that the character designs are inherited from the original Devilman manga. Um, okay. So, um, so really, the only way the only way in which they're similar is that there are girls drawn in Masaki Yuasa style. Um, I will say <laughs> we are introduced, if I recall correctly, to Miki ass first. Um, oh, if I, if I recall correctly, the first way, the first time that we're introduced to her is when they're on like the starting line of the race, and it has like the ass I mean, shots that... of everybody. Uh, okay, I mean, yeah, that that checks out given how like incredibly like divorcey horny this show is. I like, I would not describe I would not describe it as divorcey horny. Come on, it's, it. <sighs> That's what that's that's the first thing I was thinking. Like, did he get divorced like recently? <laughs> what like, God, the, what is the going way on? your brain works is so strange. Like it it's 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 so kind of just outrageously horny. I mean, like the thing is, is in, that in, like in, it 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 is like horny body horror in a lot of places, which I found to be less off-putting than if it were strictly speaking horny um and i like it remind a lot of the ways in which this show uses fan service remind me of the end of evangelion and the way that that movie uses fan service shots in the scene where shinji gets yelled at by all of the girls it's not as good as that bit in end of evangelion but it, a lot of the way that this show uses fan service reminded me of that um, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll hear you out, but like, I had a very, like, like with the body horror, like most of the kind of possibly all the, like, quote, 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 like grotesque sexuality was 
of was with the women. Yes, it definitely like this uh, show. And, despite the fact that it I, had it has gay men in it, it is definitely a show made by and for straight dudes. Like most, well, like I, I I won't go like super far into defending like the horny imagery because so much of it is obviously like oh this isn't being broadcast on television. It's going on Netflix. We can do whatever we want. You know, right. like it's it's what can we get away with in in p- putting into a show that's going to go on a streaming um, service? And the answer is we can basically just draw porn. Right. And they, yeah. And, and they you know, do. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, part of it is just like. Um, is just like whose whose gaze is this? Is this? Yeah, it's it's, um, it's a very male gazey show, and like I don't mind that. I imagine that you would mind that because you tend to mind that sort of stuff more than I do. Yeah, well, it's 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 not just that, but it's also kind of kind of these. So so what for? Like the first thing that like made me start like possibly overthinking this <laughs> was when uh miko who is uh miki's rival runner uh and who has like a hate crush on miki uh there's a scene in one of one of the early episodes two or three where she's masturbating uh oh yeah with the donkey with noises the, with the fucking donkey noises that was so funny <laughs> It's funny, but like, as the show went on, like, you 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 might you might you might scoff at this, but like, there definitely felt, along with the kind of the kind of the body horror, like that it was tying female sexuality with sort of like animalistic themes. I think it doesn't do that specifically with animal with female yeah. sexuality. It definitely does that with Oculus sexuality as well. Um. A, a little bit, but like the um, who's the who's the demon woman who he has to kill? Uh, Cyrene. So yes, Cyrene. Like whenever, like she, like when they have sex, she turns into a monster. Like and then, uh, and even even like Akira when he's. Uh, are you thinking of the scene when he like? sneaks onto onto Miki's yes patio. and then in the, after that and then so basically the aftermath of that um, and so yeah and so and, it, to elaborate what happens where... he like he like climbs onto Miki's patio and then sees her she's in like a sheer nightdress and so he can like see her like naked body and then he's just like huh and then he sits in his room and he wakes up and he's like he had like a wet dream so severe he blasted cum onto his ceiling <laughs> uh but yeah, there and there, like in that scene and others, like Cerini, like trying to seduce Akira, like there's definitely a like the old trope of like female sexuality is dangerous and like irresistible and I don't unmanageable. because I think that like you can look at Silene as an example of that, but you can also look at the other women characters in the show as not that. Like there is one character but, who I mean, is that, 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 but there are other characters who I mean, aren't that, that. That's I mean, I mean Miko, like the with, like with the donkey noises, like. But in what way does that indicate it being like dangerous or irresistible? Well, not. I mean, in that that it's more about like kind of unmanageability and animal and like bestial, bestial nature, whereas like like 
the like sec- like romantic dynamics between the the guys like the 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 closest we get is when that male runner is having sex with the dude and then uh starts thinking about uh his ex who died and starts crying and transforms into a monster um even then it doesn't really this show is like, like constantly juxtaposing sexual and like erotic imagery with blood and horror and death and that is more important i think to me than any notion that like this show is like a not necessarily to try because i don't think you're trying to say that they're trying to do this but that they're they're incidentally uh like perpetuating some sort of idea about like the uncontrollability of female sexuality i don't think that that's true i think it's i what i get out of especially like the first half of this show the first half it reminds me a lot of fooly cooly in certain ways which i don't think you've seen um, which is is another show about puberty, and this show is obviously like, especially the first half of the show is about puberty. Um, and like, what it reminded me of was that this show is about, and it's it's I think relevant that this show is from the perspective of a teenage boy and his sort of idea of other people's sexuality and women's sexuality as horrifying. Be, and his own sexuality as horrifying and sex in general as like weird and scary and gross um but also like really appealing and like like something that you feel like you have to have you know it's it's i yeah. like i felt that much more than anything about like it trying or not right, or not like- trying to to portray certain people's sexuality as more or less valid than other people's but like his, his, like the homoerotic stuff between him and Rio is never, is never like tinged with horror. And then, and the did you like watch the, the same final episode as me? Oh well, <laughs> in, like, in that episode, uh, like Rio has boobs. Yes, uh. <laughs> like he's he's been like he's like he's taken on the like the like those female traits that are coded as evil in the show. I don't think that boobs are coded as evil in this show. I think that's ludicrous. Not just, not the boobs in particular, but like, like why does Ryu suddenly have boobs at the end when he like reveals himself as Satan? Because I don't think it's malicious. Although I, I, when I was watching it, I was, I was no, I knew as I was watching it, you were going to interpret it maliciously. Uh, I'm not saying it's like I'm not saying it's malicious in the sense of they intended to, like, do this. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, talk about intentions. I'm saying like, this is how it comes out. This like. Yeah, I don't, so, like, I don't interpret Ryo having, like, adopting, like, feminine characteristics as, because Ryo starts being evil long before he adopts any feminine characteristics. Apart from his, like, twink, apart from his, like, twinkish appearance. Uh, He still is in, like, human form as opposed to this like spirit form or whatever that we see in episode 10 yes but if it were trying to codify 
if, if, if it were I, I keep using this word trying and I know because I because I know you well, it's like, saying, but, but because 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 it's not like I'm not saying it's like it, I know you're not it's saying like it's a, intentional a, it's just a, it's, a, it's the way that I talk about stuff so, I'm not talking about the artist trying I'm talking about the show trying um yeah um so I'm not trying to I'm not I'm not arguing that like it and it doesn't even even if it like intentionality or not it doesn't need to be like exactly this this exactly track his kind of uh narrative like growth as a character with these with this physical representation um there's i mean there's a reason it only appears at the end uh you probably have more to say about that because i was pretty much checked out by then yeah i mean because i know the reason why they chose to draw rio like that and it's because it looks cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah and, and, and but that's the thing like it, it like, looks cool and it's sort of it, it's like transgressive which is what this show is trying to be largely yeah. is that it's um, trying to put boobs and butts on the screen and lots of blood <laughs> and gore and like body horror stuff and like just do all of this stuff to be you know as transgressive as as you can be in a netflix show um no for sure like i and i i agree with that all i'm saying is i think i think uh the the things they happen to choose in their quest for cool reveal certain yes you're correct that the show has uh i just i don't necessarily know if i agree that it reveals some sort of attitude like some sort of misogynist attitude like i just don't I just don't see that because I see like for everything that you can point to and be like, haha, misogynist trope. There's like something else that isn't that or that is the same thing, but inverted or is like, like the show doesn't have this sort that sort of like consistency in the way that it depicts its female characters. And what I saw, you know, that would, that would, that would, bear that out as like an underlying sort of like bias that the show has i mean i mean like i don't think there has to be like total consistency because again especially with like like shows like there there is no single author there is a lot of kind of different kind of influences and intentions going into it like i think there's like enough kind of points throughout the show that suggest a at least something underlying at least at least some of the uh like yeah i mean like like if i if i were to like have a critique of this show's treatment of women it would mostly revolve around the way in which like when it when this show imagines like transgressive sexuality it looks a lot like heterosexual porn you know, like it yeah, doesn't and, like and that, I, was, I think, is a fair criticism to make of this show, because it's like, you know, there's very there's a single scene in this entire show of two men having sex. And it's way less graphic than any of the scenes of women having sex or women having sex with men at any other point in the show. You know, like in that, there's like that big yeah. like sex. So, like, we should probably explain a little bit more of the plot. So a- Akira okay. is like he's um 
he he meets up with Rio, who he hasn't seen. They were, they were childhood friends, and they haven't spoken in a while. And Rio comes and gets him, and takes him to, and tells him about demons, and takes him to this weird, uh, like sex party in a basement somewhere, um, where people have been getting turned into demons. And then, and he takes Akira there with the explicit intention of getting Akira possessed by a demon, um, and. Uh, so, yeah, re- when, when my, my first note of Rio was little dark triad motherfucker. <laughs> he's such, he's such like a little. He's a little shit. He's such, he's a, such a little shit. He's such an asshole. Um, and and I, I think I think that was an, like another reason like why I had like I kind of bounced off the show. It's just like like Akira is like fine i guess he's a bit of a fail son um but like he's 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 sincere enough he's a he's a decent enough fail son but like akira is such a shitbag and like so the, the dynamic there was like you there mean was rio never... is such a shitbag you said Akira. yeah sorry like it, it was he wasn't even like a shitbag i want to see redeemed he was just like a boring shitbag he's the, the shit kind of the shitbag who like like he's like an elon musk oh yeah he's definitely an elon musk motherfucker um Um, so 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 the kind of the overarching kind of um character conflict between akira and rio really kind of did nothing for me yeah it's it's they represent two extremes of a spectrum uh or not even necessarily because akira isn't even that far on the like empathetic extreme Um, yeah he like like crybaby cry refers to him because he he cries very easily when like he sees another being suffering. Yeah, um, and yeah, so and Rio never understands that. Yeah, um, and when until the very very end, the last possible second, <laughs> the very very end, when uh, end of Ava happens. Yeah, so but like they so they go to this weird sex party, um, and. All of the like, oh, look at how wild this sex party is imagery is of naked women. Like, yeah. And like, I like that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, but also, like, like, obviously, rationally, like, it's kind of sucks, um, you know, and like, you can justify it in that, like, well, the show is for a specific audience from a specific audience, like, it's from a specific perspective. Um but also, like, this show, I think, would have been more interesting if it were queerer. And it's, like, as far as anime goes, it's pretty queer. It's, but... I mean, yeah, it's, like, like it definitely has more, like, like explicit, like, non-subtextual yeah. queerness than most shows. Even, like, like, in spite of what it kind of, what it does with that. Uh, uh so that's like that's something i guess yeah and like um, it like unlike most shows like this or most things like it does have a gay dude in it who is shown having sex with other men which is like something that you just never yeah. see at a certain like in the yeah. past it used to be that like 
lesbians just got forgotten and all gay relationships were between dudes and now it's kind of the other way around in that because now we're depicting these relationships on screen we have to like now you can fetishize now you can fetishize it so we have to like come up with imagery that's still going to appeal be appealing to our straight male audience and so you get a bunch of lesbians (laughs) you know yeah and and like i think and i think part of the reason why it used to be like mostly gay men being represented was like the very old idea of like male love being somehow like purer and and, like, and, and that ties into what yeah, i was saying there's before, that and like, then there's also the of angle a, of like men being gay being associated with them being feminine and men being feminine is funny mm-hmm. um that too that too but I, i'm thinking of the other kind of the other direction because the, the more positive the, scene we, yeah the more positive see, depictions like like you, um like i i thought it was notable that it does end in blood and monster death but what triggers that is not the sex but one of the men kind of having a flashback to uh his boyfriend who was killed in the nightclub yeah uh, and his his grief overpowering him and turning into a demon whereas when like akira and sirene have sex it's the sex that turns them into demons and i I don't think it's it's not the sex because Silene was planning on killing Akira the whole time. Well, it's, it was like they, like they like the into... yeah the whole thing was like an assassination plot. Uh, right, but they turn into demons in the in the act of having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh. and like so so that's why I didn't feel like the male sex scene. Uh, I felt like that that was not an example of kind of sexuality as monstrosity because it's of, not about sexuality of, as monstrosity. It's about juxtaposing sex and horror. You know, it's not about spe- okay. Well, I think specifically I, like, but I think the juxtaposition it functions very differently because of. I really um, don't think so. Like. I know. <laughs> like, I'm here for. I'm convincing. I'm convincing the viewers. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm out winning hearts and minds. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I think that, like, yeah, Silene's character kind of isn't great because she is just sort of an example of a fairly misogynistic trope. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like you're right about that, but also she's like really hot, so I liked it anyway. She, oh, she's like, like. She's cool. Uh, if, and and in, in, in different hands, she could have been, like, a great character. Yeah, it's like, I just... Like, this this show could have been a lot better if it were... I don't even know, just, like, if it were a little less cowardly. And it's already, like, way less cowardly than most anime. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if it were if it were less... If it, if it were... If it took some of the courage that it put into putting a lot of boobs in the screen and move that into like doing something interesting <laughs> i mean like i warned you when, when you decide to watch another netflix anime like but the thing when is you get the, that much money and are just told no, to do whatever no 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 no, want, no 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 always no i firmly disagree on this because one this show is pretty cheaply made um like really? yeah this show looks way cheaper than anything else we've watched by yuasa um which is, is 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 a testament to his style because it still looks quite good um yeah and then secondly 
this show is fucking 10 billion million jillion times better than carolyn tuesday even you have to admit that oh it's yeah no it's it's like yeah carolyn tuesday is like fucking bad this this show is just kind of completely because i do feel just, like masaki Yuasa was there. trying to do something interesting with this show i feel like he had uh i feel like him and and the rest of the team at sansaro had a clear vision that is worth investigating and worth doing for this show and i just feel like the execution could have been a little bit less boob focused uh, <laughs> a little less boob oriented yeah. um yeah so yes yeah, so i guess we can we can talk more a little bit more about the plot um so yeah so akira they go to this nightclub it's full of boobs um and you know, I, I haven't decided which one, but I have screenshots of all of the boob shots from that, and I'm gonna oh, no. definitely using one of them as the thumbnail for this episode. It's whichever one is easiest, because it's the same thing that I did with the Ghost in the Shell episode, where I used the naked shot of uh, the commander, oh, they... and then put the animes for Drake's text just over the nipples. Uh, it's a cla- the classic okay. YouTube thumbnail trick. Damn, you're, cl- you're clever. Yeah. Um, and, so, and so, yeah, so... Um, I, in particular... Akira gets... Akira gets... I, re- I in particular really love this shot of like there's like two girls like making out and like one of them is fingering the other one and then Akira like twink baby Akira is like standing there just like staring at them with this incredibly worried look on his face. <laughs> He's just like, oh god. Because <laughs> oh, um, no. um, yeah, at that point he's already been drugged. Uh, so at the yes. door this 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 goofy girl uh, gives him goofy shirtless big pill. big boobed a minister's yeah. pill via kiss. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that shot so, of so is the, of is, the uh, of the girl kissing Akira to administer the pill is like the closest I feel like this show got to like the Tatami Galaxy or Night of Short Walk On Girl. That specific animation. Oh. Um, which is like one of the ways in which the show is a little bit cheaper is that it has a lot less sort of like those sorts of like wacky cartoony flourishes in its animation that were all over mm. Night at Show by Gone Girl. That's that's true. You know, that's true. So like this this show it keeps a lot of its style, but it's a lot more economical in its animation and where it puts it. You know, yeah. well, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. I mean, I like remember Carolyn Tuesday looks like shit. Oh, too. It's, it's garbage. Uh, yeah, this show also looks so a million like, times better than Carolyn Tuesday. So maybe it's not maybe like I don't know if throwing money at him is the right move, but like the net Netflix shows, they seem to like Carolyn Tuesday was just completely phoned in top to bottom. Yeah. This one, like you said, it seems like they didn't really push it yeah. to where it should have been pushed, and so I don't know if that's Netflix's fault or. I mean, I anticipate I anticipate uh, that some of it was probably late career late career success. Um. I anticipate that some of it was probably Netflix being involved, which makes it, like, Netflix being involved makes it really easy to put a bunch of boobs in the screen. It makes it a lot harder to make something interesting. Um, Because you're also, because, like, Netflix still has metrics. Metrics, they want to hit. And so it's not like you can, it's not like you can literally make End of Ava. Yeah, you can't do whatever you want, you know, because Netflix knows who this show is targeted at, and they're like, well, if you put, you know, and obviously I have no way of knowing if Netflix was like, well, if you put a bunch of dudes fucking in this montage, like, people are going to watch it less. Uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so back to the plot. Um, so what's so is, the, is the pill like? Is the demon inside the pill? No, or is it just no. like make him re- make him like a re- like a re- little, does it send out like a radio signal? Like come. I think the pill is just ecstasy. Oh. I don't think I don't I don't, okay. I don't actually think it has a function, um, uh, or at least like I didn't necessarily interpret the drug as n- being important or necessary for the demon transformation. Um, okay. And instead, I interpreted the thing that was important as Rio going around stabbing motherfuckers. Yeah, that was uh, that went from yeah we went from zero to sixty. Uh, in yeah, but first in terms of zero to porn, and then zero to blood. Yeah, I mean, like uh, that's kind of the thing yeah, about like, this about this show is that you like never get like any sort of like ex- like erotic imagery like that like that huge. Like uh, the huge like sex montage at the beginning of at, at the near the end of episode one is immediately followed by this like like real going around stabbing motherfuckers and cutting people's heads off and then just like this huge yeah. like gory body horror montage as people like explode and turn <laughs> into demons and so like you immediately get to that right. and then when you get like a little bit. Like when you get to see uh, Miki naked and when she's on the balcony, then you get like a little bit of weird body horror and that this dude blasted cum onto his ceiling. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what, yeah. That reminded me of that scene from Ping Pong. It did. Uh, <laughs> when What's His Face had his poster of his cousin on the ceiling. Yeah. The other, the other like sex horror thing that I, I, I've thought about a lot is in later on in this, in like the second half of the show when Miko like gets like held up at gunpoint by a homeless man or a homeless man. There's like some guy like held, holds her up at gunpoint oh, and she right. has sex and, and forces her to have sex with him. And then she, uh, and he's like, I'm going to come. And then he, she pops his head like a water balloon. Yeah, yeah. So at some point, yeah, at some point, Miko uh, gets demonized as yes. well, um, and, and makes the most of it. Really, yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, so so Akira at this party, he gets turned into Amon, where uh, he gets like fused with Amon, who is a demon, uh, and then he becomes hot. Um, he gets yeah, uh, the, the the important thing is that when you get turned into a demon, you get eyeliner. You get you yeah. You turn into like. Uh, fucking the fucking lead singer from um. Excited for this joke. <laughs> I forgot the name of the band, the Killers. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was worth the wait. Um, no, it wasn't. It was not. No, not under uh, any circumstances. Um, yeah, you get cool. You get cool eyeliner when you turn into a demon. Also, you get like and, ripped in like yeah, cool you, hair. You get, yeah, and, like you and, like a foot taller. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if if you're a lady, you get big boobies. Well, Mika already had big boobies. Her boobies were already pretty big, but I'm, they got they got bigger. They, got, they did get bigger. Yeah, Jeff true. Gershman voice bigger, bigger. Um, Jeff Gershman voice. Um, so yeah, so that's the first episode. Basically, is is um, <laughs> is that Akira gets turned into it gets turned into a demon. Um, and like episode two, he's like, I was like. Okay, so his friend Ryu just like betrayed his trust at like a deep, deep level. But episode two, he's just like, chill! I'm a demon. He did. I mean, he got a lot out of the deal. He, he is hot. He is hot now. <laughs> There's also this weird, this weird shot um, of like these, these like two like schoolgirls, uh, and one of them is like, oh, you yeah, have a nice I, I, ass. I, I I just wrote gay little weirdos. Gay little weirdos, yeah. Notes. I love those gay little weirdos. 
<laughs> and then Akira, for some reason, their school has like a what like a theater in it or something or like he's sitting in like a folding chair like the front of an auditorium with like a huge projector just watching porn oh yeah volume way turned up <laughs> way turned up uh, uh yeah so he just requisitioned the the auditorium to watch porn in because he's because he's cool now that that's what the cool kids do <laughs> that's what the, if uh yeah, if you, if you didn't know who the, at your high school was, that was, it was you. <laughs> uh, what do you think the Venn diagram is of kid who wore a suit to school and kid who requisitioned the auditorium to watch porn? <laughs> no, the, the suit kids were too much of, like, uh, sticklers for rules. Yeah, and they definitely wouldn't watch porn. They considered they considered no, that. They, they, would, they would requisition to watch fucking CNN. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like he doesn't even have his pants off. He's just like sitting in a folding chair, like like at two feet from this giant screen, to assert dominance. Yeah, and then we get um, we find out that he's super good at running. We get a shot at his at his Google search God, history. The, but the demon the demon running stance it, is so fucking funny. The demon running stance <laughs> animation is like the only thing I knew about the show before watching it. Okay, yeah, like, when you turn into a demon, you're, no matter what kind of runner you were before, you, you, uh, you, you do the dance of the sophists. Like, <laughs> right, it's the fucking dance of the sophists from Night is Short by Cotton Girl. You, yeah, you, you, you are become, you become, uh, parallel to the ground, and, and, and you're, spin your arms like windmills and go super super fast it's incredible yeah it's a very funny thing and then we also get a glimpse at his google search history which includes murder unsolved <laughs> demonology sabbath demons gyms qualifiers <laughs> i love those last two ones thrown in there uh, and then we get uh, I don't like his like they tab over to like the images tab which must be his like image search history which is just like like naked people doing drugs naked people hanging out demons naked people fucking ass more demons more drugs demon ass demon no demon ass just regular ass uh, what fuck that um uh, so yes so then the next thing that happens is so akira like decides to like go around killing de killing demons who kill humans they kill buckminster fuller uh he's he's like he's like the priest at like their local temple and for some reason he wears like six watches oh yeah that guy which that just makes me think of buckminster fuller who notably wore three watches on his hand one uh for the time zone he was currently in one for the time zone he was just in and one for the time zone he was going to be in next uh, Buckminster Fuller being the pop popularizer of the geodesic dome and uh, a bunch of a coiner of the term synergy, I believe he coined the term synergy, uh, and also the term space and also the term spaceship Earth, uh, uh, and and wearer of multiple watches. Also, he like kept like a diary that were in which he he wrote what was happening every fifteen minutes for like thirty years that he called the Dymaxian Chronophile. Oh. That dude. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Which is to say, he would have been so good at posting. <laughs> we we missed out. We missed we out on, on the posts of Buckminster Fuller. 
Um, so yeah, so then we meet Blue Lipstick Girl, who's really hot. <laughs> oh yeah, what is, I don't remember like the context of this, but like, oh yeah, there's so there's like this creepy like guy who like runs a photo studio and really wants to get pictures of Miki naked. Um, and like, oh, cause like Miki's yeah. do, been doing like bikini modeling for him and he wants to get pictures of her naked. Um, and then he gets like dunked into a pool at some point. And then there's like because Akira like call like calls him on the phone and there's just this I'm gonna send you this image because you've probably forgotten this but it's so good which is uh, this picture of this screenshot of Akira's angry face on the phone. Uh, I did I oh god I yeah I'd forgotten about that that was so funny it's so, so fucking yeah, it's, funny. Yeah. It's yeah at some point he calls her when Akira is there and he grabs the phone and like. Tells him to fuck off. Yeah, and he's, he's like a little angry like, face. I forget how he gets dumped into the pool, uh, but he does. Um, so yeah, so that that's sort of like the next thing that happens is that this creepy naked photo person gets a video of Akira fighting a demon and transforming into a demon, and then like takes it to his and then the Rio and like and Akira are like, well, we're fucked. Um, and then he takes it to his boss, and his boss is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like that that's not real. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what, about, what about the what about the beatboxing guys? Oh yeah, the beatboxing guys. We should introduce the beatboxing guys. Well, we, we, we 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 can get back to them. Let's let's talk about the photos. Um. So and yeah. Then... So then Miki. I don't remember this in super great detail because like Miki gets a call to go to the photo studio, and then she takes a bath, which involves her being naked. At some, at some point, our creepy photographer gets gets demonized. No, he doesn't. Oh yeah, no, he does because his car like fills with water. Yeah, yeah, uh, with, like a water demon yeah. takes like slurps. Sh- yeah, him. right, right. That's why this happens. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, he calls then, Miki to the studio, and then they. It turns out that they have like a weird transparent like one way mirror glass wall on the bathroom that they use to take like creepy right. naked pictures of Miki in the bathtub, um, mm-hmm. and then Akira. Uh, and then, and, oh right, and then the water demon depossesses camera guy, and uh, possesses Miki, possesses. yeah, who then calls Akira to the photo studio, and then shows up and is like, "Hey, I'm naked. What's up?" And Akira is like, mm, "Something about this doesn't seem right." Uh, <laughs> and then I don't remember what happens after that because they manage to like so he he somehow exercises her and then Ryo shows up and it's like if she knows you're a demon it's all over we've got to kill her yeah and then they like they like headbutt each other so hard that they start bleeding yeah uh, that's pretty cool yeah it's a, it's a very anime fight um and then eventually like and then, her, and then his mom calls <laughs> yeah and then his mom calls yeah and then Akira I think convinces Ryo to let her live um and he takes her back to, and like for a guy who's like supposed to be like on the down low about being a demon, he sure does climb directly up the side of uh, the house that he lives in a whole lot. Yeah, he's, uh, he's not super good at this whole thing. No. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of like the beginning arc, uh, or like the like the, the sort of like early stuff. Um, and at some point, we meet, we meet some beatboxing bros. Yes. Um, 
Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. They get, like Akira's mom calls, and then it goes to voicemail, and then for some reason, like no phone ever, it plays the voicemail out loud. <laughs> That's no phone has ever done that. Oh, I mean, old like landline. Yes, if you had like a, a yeah. '70s answering cassette tape answering machine, then sure. <laughs> no, no cellular my, my, phone my, has ever done that. No, no cellular phone. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's very convenient. But yeah, we meet these these like rapping guys. We meet them actually in the first episode because they're the guys who show up uh, when Akira is at the dock, and then Rio shows up, and they're like right, right. they're like right. they so like there's like a beatboxer guy, and then there's these guys who are rapping, um, and then that. It, but yeah, in episode four, there's that guy. He like walks up to Miko, I think, or Miki. I forget which one. Miko. Miko, and he like starts telling her. Like, oh, you're a really special person, and like, it's saying all these nice things to her, and then he just starts rapping him. <laughs> it's so it's, fucking it's, weird. It's so weird. It goes on for like a full minute of just this guy like rapping, <laughs> uh, and I, I like, I would hate to live a life as a person who, when in conversation, would just start involuntarily rapping. <laughs> that would, yeah, that's like, that's a fucked up curse. That's, yeah, that's a that's a bad curse. Um, uh. My my notes get pretty sparse here. I do have for episode five. My man's covered in OJ because for some reason the, uh, the demons bleed orange juice in this universe. For some reason, yeah. I mean, maybe it's Tang. Yeah. Maybe it's the same stuff from from End of Ava. Uh, yeah. Let's see. My my notes for episode five are oh Miko's powered up because that's when she got demonized. Yeah. Uh, Is that the episode with the spice with the uh, sprinting competition where we see Miko's tits? Probably. I think that's it. Uh, we also had Bystander Bro Cat uh, when the cat landed on Akira's head, preventing him from possibly sexually assaulting Miki. I don't remember uh, that. And then when he was when he was looking at her, oh yeah, yeah. close. Uh, and then and that was when he fights uh, Serenity. I didn't really want to screw a woman. I'm dying to slam a demon. <laughs> In the back of his Dragula. <laughs> uh, but uh, we should probably talk about how, like, Akira's mom dies <laughs> all of a sudden. Uh, and dad. In episode four. Oh, yeah, right. They're like, they get on a bus and his dad turns into a demon and eats everybody. I, I, for, I forgot that, too. Like, his, his like That does kind of just like, happen. We keep hearing his parents. They, like, then we finally, like, like it's finally like, oh, his mom's going to arrive. Like, she's been as of his life. And then they both die. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, this yeah. show... It follows a writing instinct that I think is generally good and I think generally works for the show, which is uh, maximum tragedy. Whatever the most tragic thing to happen would be, do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then sometimes it's just like, what if your dad turned into a demon and ate your mom and everybody else in the bus? <laughs> Um, I think a, a similar thing that it does a little bit later. So I guess, so there's this, this big sprinting meet. We see Miko's tits. It's the highlight of the episode, basically. Um, and, but. Oh, yeah, that's when she has her really homoerotic, like, f- stare down with Miki. Yes. Um, and she, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, so the important thing plot wise that happens in that episode is that Rio is plotting to reveal fucking. I, f- I don't know his name. Fucking gay guy, the hair. 
Oh, it starts with it starts with a J, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, so he's like he's like he was is was like a like a champion runner. Yeah, at, he's also been then, demonized. Yeah, and his yeah, and he was the one whose boyfriend was killed in, at the nightclub. Yeah, uh, and and ate a dude uh, because he got too sad about it during sex. TFW. TFW. Hey. To who among us? Uh, let, he who is, <laughs> let he who has not ate, ate a dude during sex because you got too sad to cast the first stone. Um, but yeah, so Rio is plotting to reveal that guy, that that guy is a demon by blasting porn at the uh-huh. well, it, well, I think it's footage from the nightclub. Yeah, it's footage from the nightclub. Um, yeah, which he also so uses to, successfully to, uses to turn Akira into a demon, but then yeah. tricks Akira into thinking that it has something to do with some sort of liquid. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so I never, I never either. What what exactly is Rio's end game? I don't think he knows what his end game is until the end of the show. Okay. Um, right. Because he's like, oh, I was subconsciously following a plan, but I don't, I... Oh, right. Yeah, because he, he says that whole thing. Um, oh, well, I, you'll have to, you'll have to refresh yeah. my memory. About well, that, that's, ba- that's, basically, that's basically the gist of it, is that, like, he was subconsciously following this, like, plan that he had made to, like, destroy all humans. It's like, that, that's his whole thing, is that he, get, he ropes Akira in by being like, oh, we're gonna protect the humans, and then it's like, surprise, surprise, the entire time. This was all just a, a plot to get humans to destroy each other. Um, yeah. Just, is the why of that just because he's Satan? I think the why, well, because in the last episode, he explains that, like, when, he, when Satan was cast down from heaven, he came to Earth, and there were no humans on Earth, just demons. And he liked the demons. And then the demons were forced out okay. because God created humans on that planet. Oh, right. Um, and so now right, he has right. a vendetta against humans because he needs to eliminate humans right. in order to have the right. world be safe for him and his demons. It's his, it, that's his whole okay, motivation. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'd forgotten that. Um, uh, so yeah, so Rio, he he plays the porn at, uh, at this track meet and then the hair guy he turns into he turns into he has like the lamest demon form he's just like a big like six-legged rhinoceros with his stupid face stuck in the middle of the forehead <laughs> it's like i i would i would be pissed off if that was my demon i mean sarini's uh like simp has a similar form oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he does have a similar form but his doesn't have his so, face like, like lame sticking out of the forehead Oh yeah, he has a weird like mech mech mask. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, but everybody else gets a cool demon form except for this guy. That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, so he goes around, he kills a bunch of people at the track meet, and then suddenly everybody knows that demons are real. Um, and there's this war against demons because Rio is talking. He's you know he's going on the news. He's like, well, we gotta destroy it. demons are real. This is also the most English I've ever heard in an anime. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rio, yeah, this entire episode, Rio basically speaks in English. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, a thing about Rio, and I, I don't quite understand how this works out. I think he's, like, some kind of, like, prodigy or something like that, where he's, like, a professor, and he has, like, a nationally, internationally well-known television show about science. 
Um, yeah, but he's like a Kira's age. Yeah, he's like a, yeah, he's, he's a Kira's age. Um, well, of course, he's Satan, so yeah, <laughs> like he does what he wants. Um, and so, like, this is where so he, like he goes in the show and he's been broadcasting it. There's an amazing line where he's like, where like the guy who's also running the broadcast of the of the sprint uh, the sprinting to their show for some reason is like. Uh, oh, we should turn this off now that there's all this murder happening. It's like, no, all the broad, all the television broadcasters have turned off. We're going to get so many clicks. <laughs> he, he knows. He knows how to, how to get those SEO, baby. Um, <laughs> I mean, am I really any better for putting tits in the thumbnail and making sure that we record an Ava episode that releases when Ava be, uh, goes on Netflix? Damn. Damn. I'm basically the same. Yeah. Uh, but he who has not put tits in the thumbnail cast the first stone. Um, this show brought to you by Satan. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so we've, that's that's whole thing. So, so uh, we, yeah. My my only other uh, note for this sh- episode is drug lady. Yes. So like that. The, yes. That br- the MC for this track meet is the. St- is the is the female star of a show called Drug Lady? Quote Drug Lady, no and you can clear and like that's not a weird translation or anything. You can clearly hear them say Drug Lady. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just uh, like it's 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 not. <laughs> I didn't, no, it is not elaborated yeah. on in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that David David Lynch thing. <laughs> Uh, can you elaborate on that? No, no. Um, but yeah, uh, so after that, we anyway, get we get yes, some exposition yeah, so. rapping. Uh, episode seven begins with an extended rap about the circumstances. Uh, circumstances, man. Um, and like the thing is, is that film. all of the rapping in this show, while it's not amazing, is better than every song in Carol and Tuesday. <laughs> I would rather listen to that dude rap and that other dude beatbox than listen to any Carol and Tuesday song. <laughs> or the, the Ertigan's beatboxing. Okay, that that, that Ertigan beatboxing <laughs> and that guy rapping. Holy shit, the crossover. <laughs> A power couple. <laughs> um... So yeah, so we finally. So yeah, now, now it's when now it's when everyone starts to die. Yes, yeah, so we start to uh, we actually kind of get to meet uh, Miki's parents. We've like met them before, but we haven't really gotten to know them. Uh, and I think like it, it, it we've known this before, but it it, it becomes clearer now that Miki's dad is American, um, and as a result, they're all like Christian and they have like a Bible around the house. Um, uh, okay. Um, and so, like, they're 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 reading yep. from the Bible. The show gets this show turns into Evangelion very fast, um, <laughs> except for the brief moment when like a huge like weird sphere opens up and the military goes to investigate. At which point, it, it is annihilation for like that one moment. It's annihilation. Uh, <laughs> um, man, imagine a Masaki yeah. Uwasa annihilation anime. That would be much better than the actual movie i bet the movie is fucking great um but i i like like select bits and pieces of the movie uh, it's not as good as the book but i like it a lot um but yes uh so so yeah so like so there miki has a brother named taro 
who turns into a demon. He gets the eyeliner and he eats their dog. Um, and then their mom is like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, and then decides to abandon the family to try to keep Taro alive. And then, and then uh, their Miki's dad decides to go look for them. And with the help of Rio, finds them in, uh, in like a park in like a you know refugee encampment somewhere. Um, and then he shows up just in time for uh, Taro to be eating his mom. Um, maximum tragedy. Maximum baby. tragedy. This is much more effective than the though just like the dad eats on the bus. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's true. And uh, it also, he looks like one of those like weird like suction cup tentacle squid giant guys from uh, from Dark Souls, <laughs> from the Dark Souls uh, Arturias of Abyss, Arturias of the Abyss DLC. Um, I mean, it helps that we like we like know these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's definitely like it's more. Uh, it's a lot more tragic that like we've gotten to know, especially Taro. Um, yeah. And then the dad. Taro's a little cute. Yeah. And then the dad is like standing there. He has a gun for some reason like he got he was like walking down the street and he got like mugged by somebody and then like it was it was weird um oh yeah he was he was getting mugged and then his mugger got shot because the the military is just completely out of control shooting everyone yeah Uh, this show does have have highly realistic cop writing Mm -hmm. um so he has the gun and he's like uh trying to psych himself up to shoot taro um, and uh, crying, and, and then the, the army shows up, and then they shoot everybody. Just shoot. They just shoot everyone. They just shoot yeah. everybody because Him, you know the Taro. army. Um, mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Um, and Akira shows up and tries to save Taro and can't. Uh, and so he buries all of them, and then comes home and is like, "You're sorry, your parents are dead." What? Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> And, and Taro. Yeah, and Taro. Your whole family's dead. Sorry. Uh, and so at, at this point, the the rappers are like, they've teamed up with the rappers, so they're all like camped out at Miki's house. Yeah, and then there's a television broadcast from Rio uh, about like, we've discovered a new th- important thing about the demons uh, that any person who is dissatisfied with society can turn into a demon. Oh, so we need to kill right. all of them. Uh, and also Kill anyone who's unhappy. And then also here is a, uh, video of my friend Akira Fudo being turned into a demon. Um, uh, go get his ass basically. Yeah. Go get his ass. Uh, and so then he explains to like the rappers that like, no, I'm not a demon. I'm a devil man, which doesn't ever stop sounding <laughs> dumb. Uh, it's an important difference. There's an important difference. Um, uh, what is the what is that difference, Cass? Yeah, a devil man has is a, a human who's fused with a demon, so they have the powers of a demon, but a human heart. Uh, a human heart. That's 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 beautiful. Yes. Thank um, you. So yeah, so as a devil man, uh, and so and so the rappers are like, okay, fine, we believe you, um, because Miki comes. Well, Mi- no, Miki, Miki comes down because yeah, Miki comes down and is and hugs him. Um, and like basically convinces them that he's a good person. Uh, and then, yeah. uh, an angry mob shows up at their house. Well, but that's after. Yeah. Like, Ake- uh, right. Akira leaves. Like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do things my way. Yeah. He's like, and, and I think he's like, I'm going to bait, I'm going to like bait them away from the house. And then Miki, out of the goodness of her heart, writes a fucking blog post, 
uh, about yes. how Akira is like really a good person, uh, and she gets a bunch of responses. <laughs> that, well, maybe my maybe my favorite line in the entire show, which isn't even spoken, it's just text on the screen that says, "I just told my wife I'm a devil man." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is like remember, like uh, remember that bit from uh, not Ender's Game, but one of like the sequels where like his older siblings like start blogs. That's in Ender's Game, and, yeah. Like, That's in take, Ender's o- Game. Take, take over the world Lock, with their blogs. Lock and Demosthenes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that made me think of that. Like, it, yeah, it is kind of like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it like it, it works a little bit better than that because it's already established that Miki is like a social media influencer. It's true. But it is still very goofy. Because uh, she writes, it's a uh, terrible blog. It's like highly realistic teenager <laughs> writing. It's a bad, it's badly written in a way, like in a way that feels intentional. Um, like it feels like they wrote it like this because they were like, Mickey McNamara It's not a good, good writer. <laughs> and yet when, when uh, Akira like stands down a mob that's stoning a bunch of people to death first being suspected demons, uh, that the 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 wholesome energy of Miki's blog post reverberates through the world, and 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 all spares. all the children hug hug Akira. It's so fucking corny and dumb, and I still kind of like yeah. it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, but uh, a number of people do not like Miki's blog post and uh, decide to set her house on fire. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that happens. Uh, and so she escapes with. Uh, Miko after Miko confesses her love and there and Miki is like yeah. I love you too yeah and so yeah and so like this is where my like my galaxy brain thing comes in because like uh, yeah like Miko is obviously gay uh, Miki it's harder to say um, like whether like but yeah they just they have a chase little hug uh, and then Pretty much immediately after that, Miko gets killed, uh, which is and then pretty much like, immediately after that, Miki gets killed. But like, like everyone does die, but like yeah, but just, you're right. Just, the timing, just, the timing sucks. The, the timing is 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 suspect with like the idea that like you can't really have like her, her, like female sexuality, like female gay sexuality, like. As soon as as soon as it's acknowledged, it's like all right, all right, all right. Now now she has to go, uh, um, but whatever. Yeah, and I feel like like when it comes to that, like I I this whole show has this sort of like very depressing tone about its queerness in that that I relate to massively. Um, like it's very sort of like it's not nihilistic, but it is sort of very like pessimistic about like the potential future for like queer acceptance in society generally which like yeah i get it like yeah and and and, like frame differently and and like that i i like that could i think if the show were a little bit smarter it would have it would land yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure yeah, like I, 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 I didn't like think of it that way, and, and I and I see what you do, but like I think that's kind of like incidental to uh, 
to what what they were doing. Uh, I, I realize I'm accusing you of what you accused of me in our readings. Uh, what are you accusing me of? I, I'm saying that 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 uh, like not, kind of nihilistic vision of like queerness is an accident of uh, of the show. I definitely don't think it's something an accident. that. Um, I okay. I think that this show, like this show, has a pessimistic view of humanity. Um, oh, of humanity generally. Yeah, sure. and I, I, but it focuses that on its mostly queer characters, uh, which I think makes it more obvious that it's not just undirected misanthropy, but it is specifically about like homophobia and transphobia. Hmm. Um, Are there trans characters in this? In this show? Not really. No, um, but it's specifically about homophobia, um, at the very least, um, and it's like like that. It's not super explicit, but it does, I think, to me, narrow the focus from being a sort of like people are from being like a, a sort of very tedious sort of like oh people are animals kind of kind of thing to being a more specific sort of like people will destroy themselves before they stop being bigoted pieces of shit mm-hmm. you know which is like having lived in the united states of america for the past four years i'm basically ready to believe that <laughs> yeah yeah okay i i, I you're you're kind of selling me on that as like a legitimate kind of thematic uh undercurrent yeah and like i especially think like like with like rio and slash satan having that sort of realization at the last moment that like oh i finally understand what you mean when you said you i was crying too and like finally understanding that there is such a thing as love in the world too late to do anything about it is is like yeah, we're it's it's it is a show about how we are not going to realize uh, that we're destroying ourselves until it's too late. <laughs> um, you know, and it's it, it's it's that aspect of it. I think was what was most effective for me is that it felt mm-hmm. um, it wasn't as good or as smart as I think it totally could have been. Like not even in different hands, yeah. but like even in the same hands. Um, if it were just a little bit different, you know, like if it were just a little bit better, I, I really don't think, I really think that this could have been something really amazing and it is merely just like pretty good. Um, but, um, the music whips, the like music is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, and the animation is fantastic. Like the, like the, like the demon fight music. Yeah. Uh, God damn. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Akira, after Miki is killed basically they, they're like running down the beach and then Miki gets cornered by a guy in a van and like the Miki gets killed all the rappers get killed see, 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 well, yeah so first yeah Miki rides on Miko and she turns into her demon um, and then and then uh, they get killed I, I mean somehow. how good would it have been if Miko had been like you probably think you're the only one who can turn into a car I am a car now too God damn! What a missed opportunity. Um, and so yeah, she, and so she tells like Miki, Miki to run and save herself, yada yada yada, the whole sacrifice thing. And so Miki does, and then immediately gets stabbed in the back by 
some rando in a in a van. Yeah. Um, and then Akira finds out that this has happened and is like, "Oh, I'm I'm going ape shit. I, I'm tired of being. I'm t- he is tired of being nice and he just wants to go ape like, shit." Yeah, I, I, like I feel like. Um, like when the Mickey dies, it's very like I feel like it could have been done better. Yeah, by being less kind of less dramatic, even. Mm, how so? Uh, because it 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 slows down. It closes. It go, goes close in. It draws out her scream, and like I feel at this point, so many people have died that like it should almost have emphasized just almost the like horrible mundanity of yet another person being killed. Mm, uh, that would be interesting. Like the. Like the only the only p- like part I remember from The Departed <laughs> is is how uh, Leo DiCaprio's character dies. Um, have you seen it? No. Okay. Do you care? No. Okay. So uh, so it's like it's like most of the way over. He's the ma- like he's like the main character. Uh, he's just killed. I think his main enemy. So he, then he so he he gets in the elevator. He's going up. He's going up. Doors open. He gets shot. He just he just falls out of frame, cuts away. That's it. It's just like the most kind of anticlimactic, like astonishing death. Yeah, that I that I that I've seen in a while. I think you'd have to do some uh, resh- like I think restructuring to the episode to make that work, but that would yeah. totally have been interesting. Yeah, oh. and I mean that's kind of how Akira's death is handled. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because I feel like the um, uh, Taro and his dad, their deaths are kind of like the emotional climax yeah. of the film, the, or, or or the peak. Yeah. That, like after the like once when that happens, you know, everything's going to shit. Yeah. And so at at, at that point, I don't feel like you should try and match that peak in terms of like like emotional heart yeah. strings. I think part part of the problem is that we've gotten a lot of is that it need what it needs to do what that emotional peak needs to do is motivate Akira to like fuck shit up, and mm-hmm. the problem is that we we haven't gotten a ton of Akira's relationship to, uh, to Taro. Like we've seen it occasionally. Yeah, we've seen him like yeah. you know telling him that the Benito Flakes are alive. Um, <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, but we've gotten a lot more of how important Miki is to Akira. So really, it only sure. Miki's death is the only one that makes sense as a character motivation for Akira. That's to true. change That's true. his like to change from being a crybaby into being to going ape shit. Um, yeah. So yeah. So then in the final episode, uh, Akira stops <laughs> stops being nice. He goes ape shit. Um, he meets. Ryo, who has at this point revealed his true form as Satan, and Ryo is like, come, gives this sort of standard villain speech of like, you're a demon, come join us in the in the f- glorious future world, and Akira is like, <laughs> eat my entire ass. Um, and uh, so then they, 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 they walk away from each other, and then there's like a bunch of fighting, like the demons fight humans and humans fight humans and then all Akira like rounds up the devil men um who all get together to fight um to fight uh Ryo Satan um in like low earth orbit for some reason I guess just to make it as as end of Ava as possible um and yeah it's, it's like a long fight scene base like that whole episode is kind of one long fight scene 
Um, it's a sick fight scene, but it's difficult to summarize. Um, but the sort of important thing that happens, I guess, is, is what happens at the end, which is that there's a bunch of there's a bunch of flashbacks to various events in the lives of Akira and Ryo um, that sort of emphasize their character contrast. And then we cut to a close up of Akira and Ryo uh, like lounging. Um, like we don't get to see how the fight ends. Like um, we just see they're they're lounging, and Akira is talking, and he's like, you know, I I thought this was a world where love did not ex- love do- love does not exist. You know, therefore there is no sorrow, which is the line that opens the show. Um, and he's like, this is what I thought, but it turns out that that's not correct. And he's like, he goes off in this whole thing, and he's like, why am I the only one talking here? And then it pans out, and it reveals that Akira has been cut in half at the waist, and he's dead. Um, and Rio, like, basically it slowly dawns on him that this is the case. Um, um, and is like, oh god, please don't be dead, and then finally cries and, and, and feels like, like, that he cares about the death of another person. Uh, and there's nothing that he can do about it because he's already dead. It's very end of Ava. Um, yeah, and just the, like the colors. Yeah, the color, that. the color scheme yeah. is one thing, and then just like this, like just the the exact the events. It's so. Yeah, it's it's it, it was. It, it goes all the way except for having Akira ha- say saying I feel sick. Uh, <laughs> that that would have been too much if Akira just like just before his death was just like Kimochi Warui. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then the show ends on on that on on just the sort of tragic realization that ah shit, um, probably shouldn't have killed all humans, huh? Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Um, yeah, so that's basically Devilman Crybaby. Um, I feel like we we weaved in a lot of our critiques and stuff into into the show into the first 40 minutes into the first 40 minutes yeah that's a... <laughs> honestly yeah that's basically that's basically the show yeah you, i mean you you you've uh helped me appreciate a little more because i mean like i said i like ha- like i had a hard time yeah paying attention to it for like the second half uh and so like you were able to draw my attention to some of the themes that i had had missed uh, so I'm going to blame the show for not holding my attention <laughs> and my uh, inability to focus. Yeah, I mean, it's a similar thing that happened with the Tommy Galaxy, where you decided to watch the entire thing in, like, two sittings. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think, I mean, that, if I if, if I had started earlier, it might have just ended up the same thing, yeah. where I kind of, like... I think you'd like the Tommy Galaxy, I think, it. yeah, I think you'd like the Tommy Galaxy less than you otherwise would have, but I don't think you would have liked it a lot. Uh yeah. Which is sad to me because it's very, very good. Uh, I know. But yes. Uh, so, Alex, do you have a book to recommend? I guess I do. I, I realized I didn't until just a few minutes ago, and I was like frantically spinning through my Rolodex. But I'll, I'll, I'll recommend something that has a um, kind of a slightly more optimistic take on um, both on the pot on, on like like queer happiness but also uh kind of i the this this book is kind of about whether it's possible to um like like salvage a 
sort of a toxic or obsessive love, uh, which you might argue Rios is for Akira. The book is uh, Hex by Rebecca Dinestine Knight. Uh, it was one of one of my favorite books that came out last year. Uh, and when I described Cass with uh, some passages, you described it as uh, Murakami for lesbians. Oh yeah, okay, this is this book. And yeah. so it's so it's about yeah, it's about a grad student uh, who is obsessed with her uh, supervisor and when one of her fellow grad students dies doing an experiment with uh, toxins, she takes over the experiment and like kind of delves into like poisonous plants and gets increasingly more like out of control. Um, But everyone, everyone in the book is completely out of control. Uh, They're all, they're all ridiculous. It's, 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 it's a bizarre book, but it's very funny. And, um, yeah, I, I I meant to put this on my to read list because I mean I love I love Haruki Murakami, uh, and I love lesbians. Hey, uh, what 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 what's not to love? Uh, so yeah, that's Hex by Rebecca uh, Dinastine Knight. What about you? I'm going to recommend. I don't have anything that's like really related. Uh, I'm just going to recommend the book that I I've, I'm reading, which is Piranesi by Susanna Clark. Um, so this is a oh yeah. Uh, so I, I keep meaning to read her big original Jonathan, Str- book, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I, 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 I've only heard of that book because it's on the cover of this book. So I heard of this book because it is featured in a video essay by Jacob Gaylor. Um, and when I saw it, I actually thought you would recommend it on the podcast. Um, yeah, it's in. I haven't read it. It's in. I'll link the video essay that it's in. It's called "The Shape of Infinity." It's a very good video essay about uh, very like infinite spaces, and specifically, it, like it sort of centers around talking about Manifold Garden, the the video game. But um, it is about mm-hmm. a, it is about a bunch of other stuff, as Jacob Geller's videos tend to be. Um, so, Piranesi is a. Uh, it's it's a pretty short book. It's it, it's much shorter than I was expecting. It's much shorter than Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Um, it's about a guy who uh, he does not refer to himself as Piranesi, but somebody else refers to him as Piranesi. But basically, his name is Piranesi. Uh, and Piranesi, the name is a reference to what's the fucking Giovanni Piranesi? Yeah, Giovanni Battista Piranesi, who is this Italian architect who is very famous for all of these like etchings and engravings that he made of like impossible prisons uh and other sorts of impossible Uh architecture he's sort of like a like a 18th century mc escher um and i i've seen i had seen i didn't know his name before this jacob geller video but i i had seen i had seen some of his work uh it's very cool um and so piranesi lives in an enormous infinite house uh, with a bunch of rooms that are all full of statues of various things that don't like they're they're full of like just various concepts and stuff like that. Just statues of, of things that and the statues don't repeat. There's different statues in every single room, and all the rooms are slightly different. And he has sort of like dedicated himself to exploring and cataloging this house that he lives in. Um, this is Borges to me. It is yeah. It's very Borges. It's very Italo Calvino. Um, which is, I mean, it's, it's right at my, my wheelhouse. It's extremely, it's extremely, am- <laughs> right, right up your, right up your wheelhouse. Right at my wheelhouse. It's a very, <laughs> uh, that's a, uh, that train has sailed kind of, kind of <laughs> turn of phrase. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very me sort of book. It's a, um, 
So, yeah, and it sort of slowly turns into this sort of mystery about, like, the nature of this place as Piranesi encounters some people that he has not met before. Because as far as he knows at the beginning of the book, there is one other person that which he just calls the other because there's no reason to give him a name. He's just the other person. Um, and then there are, like, 13 dead people in the world, like, skeletons that he fi- that he's, that he's found. Um, and so he begins to sort of unravel this mystery around who those dead people are and who he might be. Because he knows that he's about 35 years old, but he doesn't really remember anything from more than a few years ago. So he doesn't know what he was up to back then. And so he discovers, basically... He, he meets a strange new person and discovers some things about the journals that he's been keeping that lead him to believe that some of the stuff that he has he has held to be true for as long as he can remember uh, might not be true. Uh, so yeah, so that's Piranesi by Susanna Clark. Uh, it's very, very good. Uh, so yes, Alex, what will we be watching next month? Uh, this is another thing I did not prep for. Uh, <laughs> so I... I so I'll just recommend, or we'll, do, we'll watch the thing that I've been meaning to watch, which is the movie Redline. Okay, 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 okay. Who's that? I forget who the director is. Uh, it is directed by Takeshi Koike. All right. Um, and produced by Madhouse. So cool. So we'll be watching yep. Redline. I don't, I, yeah. I've never heard of this until you've just brought it up now. All I know is that it it uh, the the gifts I've seen make it look look very good. It has that's, it has a sixty seven percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it doesn't mean much. <laughs> uh, what else has this has this director done? He's done a bunch of Lupin the Third stuff, uh, and that's basically it that he's done that is his own. And that's all been since Redline. He's done a bunch of Lupin the Third stuff. Oh, interesting directorial debut of Takeshi Kui. Oh, so he bunch he did a bunch of stuff in like the in the the woman called Fujike Mine, which you've seen and I have it that I want to watch for the podcast. Oh, yeah, that is also very stylish. All right, well, uh, we will watch that next month. I'm excited to watch a film and something <laughs> that I've just straight up never I'd never heard of until literally just now. So, uh, thanks. Where can people find you on the internet? Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I post tweets uh, at twitter.com slash done, done, done. I have a Mastodon where I post tweets. That is Catalina at selfie.army. It's selfie with a Y. I stream on trash.cloud. And I'd say that's about it. What about you, Cats? You can find me on Twitter at prophet underscore goddess. You can find me on Mastodon at Profit underscore goddess at skeleton.cool. You can play the video games that I've made at profitgoddess.itch.io. Uh, this month, I have a Kickstarter going up for a game uh, called Anathema. You can play the demo for that at profitgoddess.itch.io slash anathema. Uh, be excited. Uh, I have... What else? What else do I have? What else do I have? Uh, twitch.tv slash profit underscore goddess I stream sometimes I also send my stream on trash.cloud depends depends on how my internet is feeling and how the trash cloud internet is feeling how the trash cloud is doing <laughs> uh, you can find the show on twitter at anime is for jerks you can find the show on mastodon at anime is for jerks at skeleton.cool you can email us actually I should check our email make sure nobody sent us anything interesting 
Nope. Never. Uh, <laughs> so yes, you can email us at animatrix@gmail.com. Uh, and we will see you next month. And remember, there is nothing less important than anime. Thanks to